Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. You can find me either through my LA Talk Radio show page on Channel One under All Things Therapy. There are links to my Facebook and Twitter accounts as well as to my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. You're able to book sessions with me through my website in either New Orleans, Los Angeles, or worldwide via phone, Skype, and FaceTime sessions. I'd love to connect with you as my listener, so please send me an email, lisa at nolatherapy. I'd love to know who you'd like me to interview and if you have a way that I can reach them. I appreciate your subscriptions to my show through iTunes, Google Play, and on YouTube, I have a channel called NOLA Therapy, if you put that in the search bar, please. And if you like my work and want to support me, it would be so meaningful for you to do that through my crowdfunding campaign with Patreon. There are a lot of authors, speakers, podcasters there that you can support for as little as a dollar a month. My direct link is patreon.com forward slash all things therapy and for today this show is brought to you by audible they offer over 180 book titles for you to choose from and as my listener they will give you a free month subscription as well as an audiobook download of your choice you can check out that offer through 
audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. My guest today who will be with us in just moments is Gary Douglas. He is a best-selling author, an international speaker, and facilitator on consciousness. And Gary empowers people to see possibilities versus the impossibility of a situation. And he is the co-creator of what's called Access Consciousness. They have grown into 174 countries in just the last two years. And Gary, this was his answer to the question, what can I do to help the world? So today we're going to hear from him. Gary, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm really, really good as well. And I'm wondering where you'd like to start with this today on access consciousness and your work. Okay. Well, it's like, you know, it's interesting to have started doing this work 25 years ago and, uh, and then watch it grow. And then in the last two years where it's gone from 47 countries to 174 countries, it's sort of like amazing mm-hmm. and it keeps growing and it keeps expanding and it's done by word of mouth. It's like literally people share with a friend who shares with a friend who shares with a friend the next thing we know, we're in a new country. And it's just mind-blowing. And the greatest thing about it is to watch the changes that occur for people. There was a lady who came to my class years ago, and she was a woman who had lots of money. But, you know, it's like her life sucked from her point mm. of view. Yeah. She just, you know, it's like she couldn't be happy. She couldn't do anything. She just felt like, Nothing worked in her life, and she was depressed all the time and couldn't get out of bed. And she had two kids. And, you know, it's like when she started, her her kids were like nine and, uh, and uh, seven. And today, they're grown up. And it's like, and they grew up with access. And one of the things we do with access, we let kids come for free, as long as the That's parents all- are coming. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and these kids, all the kids that have come to access, it's been wonderful because they've all become leaders. Most of them, you know, never did drugs or bothered to do drugs. Uh, and it's like, and it wasn't that we were telling them don't do drugs. You know, our point of view was you're going to have an opportunity to do them. Everybody always wants you to do drugs. So it's just your choice. What would you like to choose? Mm. Start looking at what's going to make your life work the way you want it to work look and uh the way you want it to work it was really quite amazing uh to see how all this stuff worked it was great and uh you know it's like and it's just amazing it's like and it's like this one kid i was just talking with him the other day he's now 25 and he said you know it's like and his you know his family had money so he wasn't going to have to work when he grew up and and he said, but I need to find out how to make money for myself because I can't rely on my parents to actually still have money when I get older. I said, good point. Yes. And so he, he actually borrowed money from his mother and started buying houses. And I tell you how to buy real estate. And I said, well, you know, it's like, sure, you can have somebody else run the stuff for you and do all the work. And, you know, it's like, and in so doing, you'll pay them extra money to do it for you. 
Right. Or you could make and put some of that money in your pocket. How much are you making per hour? He went, what? I said, how much money are you making per hour? And he goes, well, $20. I said, so how much are you willing to pay somebody to do this for you per hour? I said, what if you paid yourself? Would you make more money or money? And he went, oh, never considered that. And I went out to lunch with him yesterday. And he said, I have realized I have to do this myself. I am not going to have my life dependent on somebody else. So I'm going to find a way to make this work. And I said, yeah. good. And it's like, and it's like, he's just turned 25 and he's actually trying to create his life. That is not normal. I, you know, it's like I got started when I was about 30, <laughs> 35. You know? Yeah. So yeah. this, the story you're giving is, is speaking to me, the theme around that we're the source for everything. Yeah. And you believe yeah. and teach that we're the source for creating the changes that we desire. Can you talk to our listeners about that? Well, basically, you know, science tells us that the walls are not actually solid. The molecules are just moving so slow that we can't pass through. So if we actually could figure out how we've slowed down the molecules in our life and what we can't change, we can change it. So we look at everything from the point of view of what point of view did you take? The point of view do you have that's keeping this from changing in your life? And we always ask questions because the question empowers and it answers disempowers. And so it's never about telling you what you did wrong. It's about, okay, so what, what did you choose here that created this? And when you start to look at what you chose that created this, a whole new universe opens up where you start beginning to realize, wait a minute, I chose this. How did I choose this? And when you get into the question, then the universe starts showing you all the ways in which you created the things that aren't working in your life and how to get rid of them. So you yes. can change anything. You know, and the, the premise of access is empowering people to know that they know. As that's really what it's all about. I, I personally consider access sort of what psychology started out to be. Psychology originally meant the study of knowing. Now it's become the study of behavior. And mm. so what we try to do is find out how do we get people to know what they know and how to change it. You know, and one of the things I have a friend who, who got cancer. And I said, okay, so what are you dying to get out of? And she said, what do you mean? Mm. Well, you know, you got cancer. Prediction is you're going to die. So what are you dying to get out of? And she said, my marriage. I said, uh, have you considered divorce? Yes. She said, I don't, want him to, I don't want him to get my money. I went, you know what? I can't help you. Because if you don't want him to get your money, you're going to die rather than him getting your money. And he's going to get your money anyway. Hey, that's what I'm just thinking. What occurred? Yeah. Yeah, which is exactly what occurred. You know, and she died a miserable death. Oh. And it's like, I just, you know, it's like, I just hate to see people choose that, but people choose it. And people don't want to think they actually choose to create the problems in their lives, that they choose death, but they do. And one of the things I always talk about with people that have cancer, what are you dying to get out of? Mm-hmm. The funny part about it is, I went to MD Anderson, which is here in Houston, and 
was talking to the guy and I said, yeah, well, I only have about a 50% success rate with people that have cancer. He looked at me strangely and he said, we only have a 35% success rate. I went, what? I thought 50% was hideous. They think 35% is good. And I said, so what do you want from me? Well, how do you do this? I said, I ask people these questions. I said, and we have some body processes that we do that can help people with cancer and stuff. And he said, well, you know, can you heal, you know, can you heal rats with it? I said, oh, yeah, sure. As long as they ask, the rat has the choice, recognize they have the choice of living or dying. He goes, what? You talk to rats? I said, sure. It's like they're beings. They're not, you know, they're not incompetent. They are beings, and beings, all beings, have a choice. And it's like, and you've got to get to the point where you recognize the choice that people are making. And then, if they can get awareness of what their choice is, they can probably change it. So, I, I really like this existential questioning around meaning and purpose versus behaviors. I think it, it's something really interesting, and clearly people are hungry for this material since you all have grown so quickly just in the last two years. I'm curious, Gary, how did you come up with this consciousness teaching and, and such 25 years ago when you started this work? Well, I did every church cult and religion known to mankind at one time or another. And uh, I learned something from all of them. But what I wanted to find is how do we create something different? And so I, you know, it's like I was, I even went, went the metaphysical route, route and I tried channeling and I channeled yeah. the first information about access. And then they said, goodbye, get to work. And I went, wait a minute, don't leave. I want to spend my life with my eyes closed so I don't have to be responsible for anything. Yes. You know, and they said, uh, it doesn't work that way. Get to work, kid. So I did. I got to work and I started learning and it's like, and they had asked questions in the channeling process, and it gave me the output of it, the beginning of it. And it's like, and you know, so the first couple of years I channeled periodically. After that, they just refused to help me, and from that point on, I had to learn how to do it myself. Okay. I learned how to question. I learned how to, you know, to not have an answer for somebody and not come to a conclusion about. It. I worked with the guy that's my business partner, Dane here, Dr. Dane here. And uh, Dane had been abused rather significantly as a child, sexually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And so, you know, it's like I was working with him to getting through this stuff. And I saw what had happened to him as a child. I went to what most people do. They go, to, you know, they come to the conclusion, oh, that's terrible. That should never happen to a kid, which was my point of view. But when I did that, I stuck him because I stopped asking questions. And so for about three weeks, he got angrier and angrier and angrier. And then finally one day he said, you're abusing me. And I said, okay, so what did I miss? And so we started talking. I started questioning more. And we discovered that, you know, it's like I had seen abuse as victimhood. But it's like we finally got underneath it and found out that he actually knew what he was doing when he did it. As six, a six-year-old, let somebody physically molest him because he knew it was going to change their life. And that guy that he let do it 
and become a deacon at a church. And he had straightened his life out and was being a good man. But because Bain let him do what he did at six, the guy changed his whole life. And it's like, isn't that really what we all should do is have that? And the number of people that I've dealt with that, you know, that were supposedly victims of molestation, the one thing I always say to them at this point, okay, so are you dead? And they go, no, why? I said, so, you know, it's like, so are you, if you're not dead, were you really a victim or was there something else you knew? And what do they usually say? They say, oh my God, no. And so it was very, very wonderful to find this because I've had all kinds of people who, once they came out of being that they were victimized as a child, they started to create their lives in dynamic ways. And it's like you see people coming out of the purchase of victimhood and go to the creation of possibility. And you look at that and you just go, wow, this is the way the world should be, where we can actually look at this stuff and change it. And I was personally just thrilled to watch the changes that occurred for almost everybody I dealt with. Just mind-blowing. You know, I found in my work, Gary, that a bridge to go from feeling victimized, being victimized to survivorship, survivorhood, and and using one's wounds to empower and create meaning and purpose in one's life is through self-forgiveness. And I think a lot of trauma survivors, which has been my specialty for over 20 years, I think there's a, a the work of self-forgiveness to do at the core of it. And I wonder how does access consciousness help people with self-forgiveness and releasing judgments about themselves and others? Well, we don't ask them to do self-forgiveness. We ask them to do awareness of what's actually true for them, what's actually okay. true for you. And it, it's along the same lines. It's a slightly different tack. And it, you know, it's like self-forgiveness works for some people, but not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And if they start to get that, you know, it's like, if you get that you created this, well, how did I create it? And then you, instead of forgiving yourself, you realize, wait a minute, I am the source. I'm the source of what's good. I'm the source of what's bad. And what would I like to choose and what would change this? And that really makes a huge difference in getting people to change it very rapidly and come out of that self-judgment. And the other thing we always talk about is judgment is just the way other people try to control you. Judgment is not real, and it's not true. But what if nothing you thought was true or real wasn't true and real unless you made it so, which is actually the point of view we have. You know, it's like nothing is real but what we decided it is. If we decide it's real, it becomes real. And if we look at it from a different point of view, it doesn't have to be real. And judgment is one of the nails in your coffin. If you have a judgment about things, I mean, most of the diseases I run across with people are because they have a judgment or because they bought a judgment from someone else. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing to see when that comes off, they heal. Yes. 
So I'm I'm wondering, is there a bridge, so to speak, for the uh, a new person coming into access con- consciousness? I think to just tell somebody you were the source of everything, like you know, the person that needs to be worked up into that. How do you all really take these beginner small steps to help someone embrace that instead of feeling hit over the head by it? Well, we have lots of beginning courses, and we also have a thing called the bars, and the bars are 32 different places on the head that you touch with a very light touch and it starts to delete files on your computer banks and you stop, you start doing garbage out, garbage in, and you start looking at, wait a minute, what's really true for me? And so it begins the process of that as well as it begins the process of receiving. Cause the one thing that is not taught on this planet is receiving. Mm. We're taught to do, we're taught to deliver, we're taught to, you know, produce, but we're not taught to receive. And we have to be willing to perceive, know, be, and receive as infinite beings to create a different reality. What kind of reality could you create if you weren't trying to do it like everybody else does it? Yeah. So we, yeah. So that's what we're, our emphasis is. And uh, my partner, Dr. Dane here, has a thing called Dr. Dane's Tour of Consciousness, which is, uh, you know, you can go online and find it. And he'll give all kinds of tools and stuff for people to use. So there's lots of beginning systems to get involved in it, to get interested in it, to find out what works for you. But we have all kinds of books as well. And we, we use our books not as a way of promoting our stuff, but as teaching people about different things. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like each one of them is a teaching source. It's not a promotion source. And we... I personally don't consider books to be something that people do other than to promote. So I sell them at a promotion price, but I hope that people will realize what is actually possible with them and make something greater occur as a result of it. Awesome. And for our listeners to know and for you to know, Gary, that Dr. Dane will be coming on my show this summer. So I look forward to talking to him also after speaking to you, especially to get both of your experiences and feedback and and way that you help people. Well, the thing is, it's like, you know, this whole thing of receiving. When I first met Dane, I actually knew I was dying and Mm. I I didn't care. You know, I just went, okay, fine, I'm dying, it's fine. I just want to get to the place where I'm comfortable enough to continue to produce money to take care of my family and, you know, and to get insurance and stuff. And I went to see him, and he was a network chiropractor. And I said, okay, Dr. Dane, I want you to do number three on me because one and two are, you know, just almost happen instantly. Number three is the only one that makes any changes for me. And I said, I'm here to get out of pain. That's all I'm here for. And he goes, okay, well, let's see. You know, it's like he said, I just started that number three course. And I went, wow, he just lied to me. He hasn't started it yet. He just didn't know what to say to me. And so, you know, it's like I said, okay, just do this, okay? Whatever my body tells you, just do that, okay? And he went, really? I said, yeah, really. He said, okay. So he started He started working on me, and he started doing stuff. And I started flopping on the table like a fish out of water. And I went, holy moly. 
what is this guy doing? And when I set up, after he got through working with me, I knew I was going to live. And I was amazed. And I went, please, yes. God, can I have you? You know, and so we became, you know, we became friends. And we went to work for me. And then eventually he became my business partner. And he was just an amazing guy who has amazing talents of his own. But it's like he saved my life three times. And I, you know, it's like that old Chinese thing about if you save somebody's life, you know, you owe them forever or something. Mm. Well, I feel like I owe him forever. And it's like, and I'm very grateful for the things that he does, the things he creates. And it's very cool. And he's, you know, he's a remarkable man who has amazing talents on his own. And he does access and he's brilliant. So it's like, whatever you do, don't listen to him, okay? Because he's (laughs) more brilliant than I. Yeah. You know, I'd like to tell our listeners a little more detail about that story because I, I know the story you just shared that Dr. Dane here was a chiropractor and he practiced with a three step model, let's call it. But he had only done steps one and two with his patients. And you came yeah. in and requested step three. And he was thinking, oh, shit, like I've never done this, basically. And that's yeah. when you said, just let just let your body lead, let your intuition lead, so yeah. to speak. And he stepped away from you on the table. You couldn't see him because you were face down. And he started moving his hand from the left to the right. And as he did that, your body would physically move and he wasn't touching you. So just I want to really paint a picture picture for our listeners since I know the story. And that's when it really was life-changing for you and when you began your your work together. And that was life-changing for him, too, because he realized he could do where never before had anybody told him he knew stuff. And, you know, it's like, and I do my best to always recognize what people know and acknowledge what they know. Because, you know what, each one of us has amazing talent, but few people ever tell us we have talent. I mean, I did all kinds of uh, spiritual work and, you know, different things. And, and the people would always say, well, you're just trying to use me. And I go, uh, no, I am actually not, you know, and they would, they would decide that something was something and then tell me I was doing something wrong. And it's like, I don't look to tell people what's wrong. I look to get them to recognize what's right. One of the things I ask people to do, instead of doing this thing of going, what's wrong and why can't I do this? Go, what's right about this? I'm not getting and what's right about me that I'm not getting. And if you start to get what's right about you and what's right about the situation that you're not getting, you can start to change so many things. And it's just phenomenal to see the changes that occur in your life as a result of just asking that one question. I think that's so true that instead of so many so many of my clients come in in one way, shape, or form, they're asking, what's wrong with me? And I like yeah. working with them to shift that into there's there's nothing wrong with you. Let's let's look at some of the things that are right with you. And often it's hard for people to identify what those things are. And I think that's connected to receiving and how, like you were saying, we're not really educated on how to be in the receiving mode and in our lives and how important it is to be in that receptive mode to get the information from our intuition and outside sources to really perceive how to proceed through our lives from day to day and moment to moment. I agree. 
You know, it's like, I mean, one of the things I always ask people to do is, okay, to ask the question, how does it get any better than this? If something good happens in your life, how does it get any better than this? If something bad happens in your life, how does it get any better than this? And one of the stories that I tell the most is about this lady who did my class in New York City, and she walked outside and found a dime in front of the elevator. And she goes, oh, how's it going to be better than this? And then she was walking to the subway, and she saw a $10 bill on the ground, picked it up, and went, how's it going to be better than this? Waved down a taxi. And she asked the taxi to take her to her apartment building, and the guy stopped in front, and as she was getting out, she saw something sparkling in the gutter, and she picked it up, and it was a diamond bracelet. Mm. And then she said, it can't get any better than this. And that was the end of it. Now, who knows what would have happened if she had continued to say, how does it get any better than this? Wow. And and I've been in situations where something was bad and wrong. Okay, so, you know, how does it get any better than this? And it's like things would change within minutes. And I would find out how it could get better. Because the universe is actually our friend. Yes. Actually, our enemy. We act like the world and is our enemy. No, it's not. It's our friend, and it wants to contribute to us. But as you said, we won't receive. I know. I did a whole lot of spiritual work where they talked about you're an infinite being, so you perceive, you know, and you be. And I go, something feels incomplete with that, but I didn't mm. know what it was. And I started asking, and I went, okay, so what else is there that we're not? noticing or not seeing or not recognizing and then it became clear to me that it was receiving receiving knowing being and receiving is what you as an infinite being have as an essence of who you are whole different universe can occur under those circumstances and it's really nice to recognize that the world is our friend and is really trying to help us yes and i think it takes us becoming a friend to ourselves being a friend Absolutely. to our body, to our mind, and that consciousness piece of being in the moment and tuning in and not fighting ourselves, judging ourselves, hurting ourselves. Exactly. You know, and it's like, I mean, I, I was really thrilled because the other day I got a call from a lady whose uh, daughter had been cutting herself. Yeah. And, you know, and she, she said, well, let me run your bars. And she ran her bars. And the girl got up off the table and she said, you know what, Mom? I'm not going to cut myself anymore. That's silly. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Just getting her bars run made that difference. And she was so thrilled. And the girl has, since that point, has gone on to getting A's in school, to enjoying her life, to singing, to doing all kinds of amazing, amazing things that are just phenomenal. And I, you know, it's like I go, wow, just getting her bars run, did that, changed that. Awesome. Amazing. That's awesome. I'm so glad for her. Me too. And I'm glad for me because those are the things that make it worthwhile for me. I mean, I, I love money and money is great. I make a lot of money, but it's like the money is not nearly as great as the changes I see in people. And the changes in the way people do things and the things I see people choosing and doing as a result of what we Are you there, Gary? Yes, I'm here. Okay, can you repeat that last part? I said it's just amazing to see the changes that people get 
And I really, I really love the fact that people can see and have a different point of view and change almost anything in their life. And watching them change is worth way more than any amount of money, I guess. So, Gary, for the listener listening to us right now and access consciousness, they're curious about it. What are the different levels and ways of participation? I see classes, telecall classes. Can you talk to us about the actual process, like the nuts and bolts of this? Well, yes, like basically what we have is hands-on processing and verbal processing. The hands-on processing is primarily the bars that we run. And that's a really great way of getting free of some of the bad programming we have. And, you know, it's like it's pretty easy to get started in that. You can take a class for 300 bucks, and then you can go out and earn money. And, and would that be in person? Down. Would that be an in-person course? Yeah, that's an in-person course. Okay. And there are people who I don't personally teach those anymore. We have other facilitators who teach those because I don't have enough time. Right. I'm too busy. And, you know, it's like, I mean, Dane and I travel anywhere from 25 to 30 days a month. And we get home just to change clothes and repack our suitcases. And we go all the time. We're traveling around the world constantly. But we have online classes. We have, you know, we have uh, video live classes that we teach as well. So we have so many things available for people to do that it pretty much can, you know, you can have any level of money you want and somehow find it, you know, find a way. And they can go to Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas or Dane here, and get information about all these different classes we do and find ways to get involved if they have any interest. Or buy a book because, I mean, the books can give you a whole lot of information. It's like one of the books that I've had. The first book I ever printed was called How to Become Money. And uh, Dr. Dane is doing a new telecall now. Now, I printed this in 1986. Okay? Yeah. And, and he's doing a telecall on this right now, and people are blown away at the results they're getting because it's so applicable even today. It's not like, you know, it goes away. It's like, how do you create money? You have to become money. What does that look like, becoming money? That means you have to be as dirty as money is. You have to be as slutty as money is because it'll go to anyone. You have to be as, you know, un- unjudgmental as money is because money doesn't look at saying, I don't want to have anything to do with you. It doesn't judge. It doesn't have a point of mm. view. It just goes wherever it's desired. And the one thing I really would like everybody to get, you want to have money? Get happy. Money goes to happiness. Money does not go to depression. Oh, yeah. Don't be depressed. Be happy. If you're happy, money will come. If you're unhappy, money will go. Right. Our happiness is our point of attraction. Our emotional state is our point of attraction. And so to try to be in those higher frequencies of love and happiness and peace and joy do help us to manifest the things that we want instead of more of what we don't want. Okay. So can I, can I be mean to you for a minute? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I'd like to change something. To manifest actually means how something shows up. 
So you don't, it's not how things show up that you want, it's how you would like to have them actualize. It actualizes how, is them showing up, how they show up is dependent upon the universe and the ways it has of letting you change things. So you don't actually manifest things, you actualize things. If you actualize things, everything comes faster. I like that. That's not mean at all. Thank you for that. Okay, well, you know, it's like sometimes when you break somebody's, you know, like paradigm or their point of view, they consider it mean. So I figured I'd say I was being mean, even even if I wasn't just so, you know, everybody out there would listen and maybe hear something. So it's like, just get what, you know, what can I actualize today, not what can I manifest? I like uh, that. Actually, I prefer the word, I, actualize. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's more correct and more real. It's like the definition of the word to manifest is to have it show up, not to actually get it to show up. But if you actualize it, you have gotten it to show up. And it's like, then you're a major contributor to how it, to what shows up. It's not how it shows up, it's that it shows up. So actualizing is that it shows up, and manifestation is how it shows up. You know, I like that actualizing even feels easier to me energetically. There's just an easier it's feel. So, so thank you for that. It's so much easier, and it's like, and people don't get that. I mean, it's like the mantra of access is all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory, which means everything happens easy, not a problem. And that's very different. And so, you know, it's like ease, joy, and glory. And, you know, it's, it's like when you say, you say 10 times in the morning, 10 times in the evening, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And it's like, it's amazing what shows up in your life. That's and awesome. The bad shows up easy and joyfully. And glory means exuberant expression and abundance. So Actually, just wrote that down. Worked. All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. Yeah, and it's like, and it works. Yeah, had, I had the experience. My oldest son was a drug addict, and he had been in drug program after drug program after drug program with no success. And he took my car and left the house to go get a pack of cigarettes, and didn't come home all night long. So I was there, and I'm going, okay, so what do I do? I had called prayer lines. I had done everything mm-hmm. that anybody had suggested. Yeah. I had everybody around the world praying for him and all that kind of stuff. Nothing changed. And so that night, I went, okay, all of life comes to me with joy and glory. And I would go to sleep saying that. And then I'd wake up, and I heard, heard a car door thinking it was him, and I'd run out to the front door, and nothing. And I kept doing it. And about... 6.30 in the morning, he showed up at the house. I said, okay, so what's the story, kid? And he goes, you know what? I need a drug program. Can you get me into a real drug program? And that was the first time he'd asked for one himself. Still sober today. Awesome. And just, but that was all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. I didn't expect him to want to go. And it's like I told him, if you go off to the deep end again, I'm going to have we're going to have to kick you out. We're not going to keep yeah. you here with the rest of the kids. We cannot have you doing drugs and being around these other children. And it was amazing to see that change occur instantaneously after spending the entire night going, all of life comes to me with these enjoying glory. Enjoy glory, yeah. 
And it's Beautiful. Like, wow. Yeah. And it's like I've had people do that repeatedly. And there's a sort of a thing you can do. It's like when somebody has a difficulty in a particular area, I had a lady who was getting a divorce and it was not going well. I said, so ask this question. What energy, space, and consciousness can I be that would allow me to have total clarity and ease with all of this for all eternity? Mm. And she said, okay. I said, and keep doing that and go park and pod all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Because that'll erase whatever you've got that comes up as a result of a clearing, that A clearing statement, yes. A clearing statement. And the clearing statement can be found all kinds of places to give you total explanation of it. If you want to just check access consciousness, the clearing statement, and you can get the information on it. And so she did that. And the next morning, her husband settled and gave her half of everything. He'd wow. been fighting, trying to get everything for himself. And he just settled. And she said, I don't know what that did. But somehow it allowed him to see things from a different era. And she said, it's funny because I didn't feel like fighting him anymore when I got up in the morning. I said, mm. well, you know, you just got an example of how clarity and ease come with just asking the question. And it was just, you know, it's just amazing. I see that all the time. And I'll tell you a secret. So you can't share this with lawyers, okay? Okay. Everybody, everybody on the that's not a lawyer, you can't share this, okay? So here's the deal. Any question? You get to know the person has to tell you the truth or you get to know they're lying. So ask truth before any question. I had this lady who was in Phoenix, Arizona. Her husband kicked her out of their house, a big ass house, and shoved her into a little trailer in Phoenix. Now, I don't know whether you've ever been to Phoenix, but I think it's hell's, you know, hell's waiting room. And it was hot when no I went, yeah. She has no, she had no air conditioning in this little tiny trailer, and she had a fan, that's all she had. And she had a stroke, and she could barely walk. And this guy was saying that she had stolen everything and she was bad and she was this and that and the other. And what was amazing was that I said to her, when you go to court, think truth before your attorney asks every question. And she, she thought that and their attorney said to the husband, okay, so have you hidden some of your assets? You know, have you hidden all your assets, sir? And, she, and he goes, yeah. He goes, no, 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 I haven't. <laughs> and guess what? The judge got that he had lied. Yes. And that was the end of him. She got so, everything she was supposed to get. I'm going to ask you to repeat because your phone was cutting in and out. What is it? That we don't tell lawyers. If you could start just that beginning portion, don't, please. Don't tell them that if they ask truth before every question, the person has to tell them the truth or you get to know that they're lying. So we just say truth and our thoughts and our consciousness. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. 
And it's like, it's really good with, uh, it's really good and bad with, uh, it's really good and really bad with teenagers because then you get to know mm-hmm. when they're lying to you all the time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So use it on your kids. Okay. Yeah. It's an amazing gift. And it's like, I've used it so many times when people were, were stealing from me. I said, truth, have you stolen any money? And they go, no. I go, yes, you have, haven't you? It's like, it was unbelievable that they would have to tell the truth. I've had people who were working for me and they were not, they were messing up. And I said, truth, do you want this job anymore? And they go, no, I don't really want this job anymore. Because they got to see the truth, too. So it's like mm-hmm. it's an amazing gift to have that because you can change so many things for so many people so quickly. Oh, yeah. I hear that. So I want to give our listeners the websites so they can find you, find Access Consciousness. One is just basically accessconsciousness.com. And the second is Gary M., like Michael, Douglas.com. And I wonder, yeah. what would you like to leave us with, Gary, in our last couple of minutes? Well, remember this. You're not nearly as upped up as you would like to believe you are. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's like we start looking at how we've messed up and how we're effed up. But the reality is we aren't. It's like the reality is we can change anything. And it's like we have the power. We have the possibility. And it's a choice we have to make. Choice creates decision and conclusion eliminate. So always choose and keep on choosing. Yes. Thank you for being with us today, Gary. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun. I, I know. It was great. Time. I did too. I look forward to talking to Dr. G- Dane. So please give him my best. I will do that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care, dear one. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only.